Welcome to the Profit Podcast, everything NFL and fantasy football related all year long with your host, Calvin Wright. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Profit Podcast. Today, we have a special episode. We're going to be talking about who is the next Jalen Hurts? Who is that next mediocre, subpar quarterback who can run and runs a lot? especially in garbage time. Who is it going to be next season? It's the most important question in fantasy football. Championships are made finding that average to mediocre to bad, whatever you want to label them, quarterback who can run. That is where the money is made. We are also going to be talking about something that's been going on in the TikTok football community. It's been brewing for months, and it's finally come to a climax as Theo Ash NFL and Max from Fantasy Football AZ have clashed in an epic battle because they have differing opinions about Chris Olave. All righty. So that is what we're going to be talking about today. Now, I want to start off with, let's see, what's going to be most fun to talk about? Let's, let's start off with the TikTok stuff. It's always fun kind of commentating on what's going on on that app. That app, fantasy football, NFL community, it's become a disaster. It's not because of the toxicity. I don't care about the toxicity that much anymore. It's just because it's tiring. It's exhausting. People fighting about differing opinions. And I want to give my thoughts because I've been seeing on, they basically, if you're not exactly aware with what's going on, a few days ago, I believe, Max from Fantasy Football AZ, he made a video grading Chris Olave as a prospect. He graded him very lowly, had some questionable analysis, but at the end of the day, it's his opinion. Who cares? Theo cared. Theo went on kind of a Twitter tirade attacking Max from Fantasy Football AZ. Now, I want to break this down a little bit because there's a deeper issue than these two clashing. These two clashing is just is just kind of the 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 two big characters in the community clashing is just an inside look into how the community is as a whole. They are just an example of two displaying what's been happening for really a year now in this community. Here are my thoughts on both of them. They both come off on TikTok as assholes. They both do. This is not a shot at them personally, though. Because I think when you're in this business, fantasy football, NFL, TikTok, whatever, it's really easy to come off as an asshole. I think they both come off as assholes. And I want to give them the benefit of the doubt and say, in real life, real people, they're not. I don't know either of them, so I'm not going to say they are assholes in real life. But on TikTok, they come across that way. But why? Why is it that so many people think that NFL fantasy football TikTokers are arrogant jerks? It's because of this reason. People who make this content believe that their credibility and their success is based pretty much 99% in being right. It's in being right that you earn credibility. And with you being right, there's always the contrast of someone else being wrong. So you want to gain credibility, you want to get seen by brands and more and more people, and the only way you can do that in your mind is by being right and other people being wrong. A competition of sorts. 
This leads to whenever you get a prediction right, whenever you are shown as being right and someone else is being wrong, you make a video talking about, ha ha, I was right, you were wrong, pointing fingers, blah, blah, blah. You suck, you're an idiot. That's how this business works. I disagree with that mentality. I used to have that mentality for about two years until I kind of thought to myself, really, a few months ago, I sat down and said, this is stupid. This is stupid. You know why? Because the, the, the creators that I follow and I like, I don't care if they're accurate, really. I don't care that much. Every TikTok channel does the same thing. We watch matchups. We analyze the stats, the volume, a little bit of film analysis, whatever, watching highlights. And then we give our opinions on who to start. And, and for the most part, everyone's about the same in terms of accuracy. Everyone has big weeks where they get a bunch right and some weeks where they get everything wrong. We're all the same. And I follow ones because they're fun to watch and listen to. The Fantasy Footballers, for example, that's really the main podcast that I'll listen to because they, at the end of the day, are entertaining and nice, good people. That is where their credibility comes from. In my opinion, if Andy Holloway says something and it turns out to be wrong, I don't think less of him. Because at the end of the day, he's an entertaining figurehead for the fantasy football community. And as someone into fantasy football, and this is, I speak for everyone, I think, when you're into a hobby, when you spend a lot of time, you like hearing other people talk about it. And you might not have friends who are who are there talking about it. So having a podcast or TikTok accounts talk to, it kind of creates this, this community of a bunch of people doing the same hobby. And at the end of the day, it doesn't matter as much about who's right and who's wrong as much as having fun, right? At least that is my perspective. And I think the issue is coming from people forgetting or believing that they are not first entertainers. That's the issue. I think most, most, all but maybe one to two percent of fantasy football or NFL, TikTok, podcasts, whatever, first are entertainers Second, analysts, whatever that word even means. First, though, they're entertainers. And people forget or don't like that as much as being called an analyst, because an analyst sounds like a, a realer job. And this creates this narrative that I have to be right or I lose credibility and I'm not successful. And when that happens, it's very easy to get mad at other people for having differing opinions. And that is the biggest issue. People fighting, calling each other out, saying they have no respect for each other because they have a different opinion about a football player. Think for a second how silly this is. As soon as you zoom out of this, this micro-influencer niche community. How silly it is to be ranting about someone for having a different opinion on a football player. Who cares if their process for grading their film or highlights is different? Than, who cares? Diversity of thought is one of the best things we have in this world. Thank goodness we don't all look at the same painting and look at the same piece of art or look at the same football video and think the exact same thing like a robot. Thank goodness, that'd be so boring. That'd be stupid. Diversity of thought is great. And you're getting mad at people for having different opinions about football. It's ridiculous. You got to zoom out a little bit and say, first off, 
I am an entertainer at the mercy of the viewers in the TikTok algorithm. After that, I'm a football, fantasy football analyst, whatever you want to call it. But first of all, I am an entertainer. And as an entertainer, I think that we have the, the moral obligation to treat each other with respect. Now, I'm not saying I do this more than others. I've been very disrespectful to people on TikTok in my time. Two years ago, I believe it was, I had a big fight. I called out fanalized sports because he had a different opinion, I think, on Josh Allen. Looking back, that was so silly and immature and stupid and selfish of me. But it was based in I wanted to be right and I wanted him to be wrong because that means I was a better page. That's not what it's about, though. It's about giving people an outlet to listen to things that they like to hear about. That is my kind of worldview on this whole topic. And I think as soon as you adapt, not exactly that worldview verbatim, but something more similar, I think you will have a happier time making content. I think that's the only way you can create content long-term and not, you know, just, just get sick of this space. So I think that that really is what the big issue is. And I want to share, I have no clue how religious my following is. I've never talked about religion on here. But whether you're religious or atheist, Christian, Muslim, Buddhist, Jewish, whatever you are, I think that the Bible has a really good verse that can be applied to the situation. It's from Philippians 2, 3. Do, not, do nothing from rivalry or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. That is what I aspire to do with this page, with real life, everything. And I fall short of that all the time. All the time. I'm not saying I'm better than others. I'm just saying I think we all need to adapt that mindset, that mentality, or else this app and this football world community is going to go to poop and we're all going to lose this job that we currently have. Say job loosely. I make quite a bit of money on this at this point. I'm sure everyone else doing this does. And it's not going to last if we can't show respect to each other and we can't tolerate other opinions. So that is my thought on that whole situation. And I'm not really uh, singling out Theo or Max. They are just two people exhibiting the problem that this community has. Next week, it'll probably be two other people. It could be even me, even be me. Who knows? It was me a little bit ago. But that, I've, I've taken a lot of time to think about this, and I, I just, those are my thoughts on this. Those are my thoughts on this. All righty. Next up, let's, let's segue into the next Jalen Hurts. There are two quarterbacks that come to mind when I say the next Jalen Hurts. But I first want to say, does there need to be a next Jalen Hurts? Or, or, or could Jalen Hurts be Jalen Hurts again? I mean, is there a real reason to believe that he'll stop running? No. Is there a real reason to believe that he won't be the quarterback next year? I don't think so. I don't think there's a quarterback worthy of that first round draft pick. Even they have three first round draft picks. They can make this team so much better and keep Jalen Hurts. So Jalen Hurts, I think will be undervalued because a lot of people saw that playoff game where he was atrocious 
And a lot of people are going to be looking for the next guy. And I think a lot of people are going to forget that Jalen Hurts can still be a great fantasy option. So I do want to point that out. I do want to to say something a little, a little interesting. I thought it was so weird in that, that playoff game, how they were talking so much about Devontae Smith not getting the ball. I thought that was very bizarre. And it really showed me how many people do not regularly watch um, Eagles football games. Because Devontae Smith had 11 targets. That's the most targets he's seen in a game. He had four receptions. Past three games, he's had three, five, three, two, two, four, four. Four targets, 11 receptions. What are you all talking about? They didn't get Devontae Smith the ball. I thought that was very odd. It just showed how many people really do not watch the Eagles games. Can't blame you. I, I watched a lot of them because I really like Jalen Hurts this year in fantasy, but I thought that take that Joe Buck, I think, was talking about the whole game was very odd just because he actually ended up seeing more targets than he had all season. So that was interesting. But I like Devontae Smith next season, Jalen Hurts too. But the next Jalen Hurts, the next mediocre or subpar quarterback who will run a bunch, the two names that come to mind, I think are pretty obvious, Justin Fields and Trey Lance. Both these guys like to run and are good at running. Both of them have displayed the, you know, e passing <laughs> but who will be that guy in fantasy i think trey lance at this point is a more popular take for it just because he's in that shanahan system that breeds good offensive players but i don't think it'll be trey lance i think it'll be justin fields because when i look at trey lance and the offense as a whole they have so many other players who can run the ball that I don't think they will want Trey Lance to run it, you know, six to ten times a game. They've got Demo, Debo. They've got Elijah Mitchell. They've got Trey Sermon still. We all forgot about him. They've got Jeff Wilson. They've got Raheem Moster. They have so many runners. And when the runners, the running backs aren't running well, they have Debo, a wide receiver, run it. So a lot of the things this offense does point to me believing that they will not want Trey Lance to be a running quarterback. Now, he will still run, he will still scramble, and he will be a good fantasy value play. But given the offensive weapons, I think they, they will want Trey Lance to be much more of a pocket passer, sort of like Mahomes. That's kind of the archetype that they're going for. Whereas Justin Fields... I think there's a way better probability of him being a Kyler Murray-esque player or young Russell Wilson where he does genuinely run eight times for 70 yards a game. I think he has the best chance of that. Why? The weapons are mediocre. There's, there's no chance the weapons are good enough that he can be a true pocket passer next season. Darnell Mooney, Allen Robinson's gone. What's after that? David Montgomery, the runner. Not many options. He will be forced to run. Justin Fields will be the offense. And it could be ugly next season, depending on who they get as head coach. It could be ugly. But I think in terms of fantasy football, Justin Fields will be forced to run. And that's where it comes from. It's not who's good at running and who likes running. It's who is actually forced to run. Because we have seen so many times players who are capable of running don't because the coach wants to protect them. Kyler Murray, for example, back half the season ran like two times a game. They didn't want him to run. And he didn't have to run. Whereas Justin Fields, maybe they'll say, Justin, don't run. We want to protect your legs. But at the end of the day, play breaks down. There's no one open. He has to run. Whereas Trey Lance, there are too many weapons in that offense for me to believe that he will be a real running 
quarterback next year in fantasy football. So those are my thoughts on who will be the next Jalen Hurts. And we'll be talking more in depth. I've got coming up on the podcast docket, we've got instant bold predictions after the playoffs. We go over the instant bold predictions for next fantasy season. And we've also got a podcast coming up called Players That I'm Insanely High On as we head into the off season, which is the name is pretty, pretty much what it sounds like. But I want to go over now prize pick selections and I want to talk about my predictions for the playoffs this week. Now, playoff-wise, I did not do superbly last week. I got a several wrong. Uh, actually, I didn't get that many wrong. It was just the ones I got wrong, I got really wrong. I got really wrong. So Cincinnati, Tennessee, who's going to win this? Derrick Henry is supposed to be back. That boosts Tennessee in my book. But I don't think the Tennessee defense can stop this Cincinnati Bengals offense. The Cincinnati Bengals offense might be the hottest offense in the NFL right now. Them and the Chiefs, right up there. Tied, basically. Joe Mixon, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, Joe Burrow. I don't think the Tennessee Titans will be able to stop that offense. There are two players on Tennessee. A.J. Brown and Derrick Henry. Two players that Cincinnati has to worry about. And Derrick Henry saw that video today. He was limping. He's not 100%. So I think Cincinnati's offense overpowers Tennessee. And Tennessee's going to put up a good fight. They always do. But I don't think they're going to be able to win this one. San Francisco, Green Bay. I got to take San... I got to take Green Bay. I mean, almost said San Francisco. I got to take Green Bay. Jimmy Garoppolo is not someone who I think you can win with right now. Interceptions, bad decision-making. I think it will be a really close game and high scoring because Shanahan is a great offensive mastermind. Packers are going to have a hard time with Debo. I can already see that. They're going to have a hard time with Debo. But I think Aaron Rodgers gets the win over Jimmy Garoppolo. And I think Jimmy Garoppolo is really the reason San Francisco loses. That's the main position where Green Bay has the edge. Rams... Tampa Bay, I'm going to take the Rams. It's so difficult to bet against Brady, but with Godwin gone, um, Antonio Brown gone, I think that Tampa Bay's offense won't be able to keep up with the Rams, especially with the weakened secondary. I think the Rams will get the win over Tampa Bay. I think they will get the win. And I think it might not be as close as people expect. I could see the Rams coming out, not like what they did with the Cardinals, not, not like that, obviously, but winning by two scores. I think that could happen. Buffalo, Kansas City. This is going to be such a good game. Such a good game. A rematch of what was a great game last season. Two quarterbacks who are playing out of their mind. Who gets the win? I think Kansas City does. I think Kansas City gets the win. I still think Patrick Mahomes is a bit better than Josh Allen. And I'm still going to take Tyreek Hill and Kelsey over Stephon Diggs and Knox. I still think that is better. Now, here is where things get interesting, the running backs. Devin Singletary is finally getting an opportunity. And I think the Buffalo Bills need to run him and utilize him. He is a playmaker. He's great. I've loved Devin Singletary. He was the first person I wrote about when I started The Prophet several years back. But I think Kansas City has so many offensive weapons that they can kind of plug in and play 
you know, Darrell Williams, uh, uh, Jarek McKinnon, McCall Hardman, Josh Gordon is still a talented player. I think Buffalo is overwhelmed and loses. I think Kansas City gets the win. So those are my takes. I'm taking Cincinnati, Green Bay, Rams, and Kansas City. And now, let's do some prize picks because we've been pretty hot with prize pick selections. Don't forget, download the prize picks using promo code PROFIT to be entered in the giveaway to win the jersey of your choice. And right now, prize picks is giving you free money. Free money, everyone. Patrick Mahomes is projected at 0.5 passing yards. So they're giving you a free entry of the over on Patrick Mahomes. So who are we going to do on prize picks? I'm going to go to interceptions and see what they've got for Jimmy Garoppolo. That seems like a safe bet. Ah, they're not giving him. Ah, they're not going to give us that much free money. They're not going to give us that much free money. Um, touch. I'm going to go with um, fantasy score is what we're going to do. That's what I usually project best. I think Julio Jones, nine fantasy points. I think he's going to go under that. And then... I think that Devontae Adams will go over 21 points. And I think in terms of receiving yards, I think T. Higgins gets more than 60 yards. So I'm going the over on Patrick Mahomes at 0.5 passing yards, the under on Julio Jones at 9 fantasy points, the over on Devontae Adams at 21 fantasy points, and the over on T. Higgins at 60 0.5 receiving yards. We can do two options. We can do a flex play. If we get four correct, all four, our money is multiplied five times. But if we miss one and get three correct, we get 1.5 times our money. I like to go big or go home. So I'm doing a power play and I'm going to bet three bucks. Just three bucks. And if I get them all right, I make 30 bucks. You know, take, it's what? A soda at the gas station can turn it into 30 bucks. So that's the bet I'm going to place. And I'll post that on the um, Instagram for you all to see. And as always, I'm not saying follow my bets. You can if you want, but you can always try to see if you can do better than me. That's fun to do as well. But yeah, those are my prize picks selections. So make sure you download that prize picks using promo code PROFIT. And uh, yeah, we'll be doing more podcasts this offseason. I took a little bit of a break because college got back in the swing of things. And the first two weeks are always kind of chaotic, you know, remembering where your classes are, what time they are. You're still not sure like what homeworks you have to do each day. You're not sure, oh, is it in the MH Connect or is it on cam? It's all confusing. But I think for the most part, I've got things figured out in terms of college this semester. So yeah, that's those are my uh, my thoughts on a bunch of stuff. Talked about the TikTok football stuff. We talked about the next Jalen Hurts. And we did the playoff selections and the prize pick selections. So I will see you all next time. And I guess if I had to say one thing, one closing remark, it would be try to show respect to others. I think that's important. And I think it's hard to do because if you're like me, you see people say stuff and you go, they're stupid, they're an idiot, they're dumb. What credibility do I have to say they're dumb? What credibility do you have? And even if you have the credibility, it's still the wrong thing to do. So try to show respect to other people. I know I'm trying to do that. Uh, it was kind of a joke, the pos- making this page the positive instead of the profit. But I really think it's important to do. And we're going to be talking next week a little bit about mental health. There's a story that one of our followers shared that is very important for you all to hear. So we're going to be talking about that as well. Uh, but yeah, see you next time.